Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is... It's Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. Joining me live and in the flesh, sitting live, sitting right in yeah. front of me. I'm looking at him. Oh. There's like skin and bones and everything. It's Jason Lipschutz, our editorial director. <laughs> What's up, man? Hello, Jason. Welcome to New York. This is so weird. It's been waiting for you. Welcome to New York. Welcome, Welcome to New York. Welcome to New York. We're going to be live next week as well. This is, November is a big month for we, us. We planned it this way that we'd have back-to-back <laughs> uh, shows where uh, Jason and I are together. Yeah, to, Pop Shop Podcast. You know, the problem when we're actually together is that it's less of a structured show. And we, <laughs> we just true. sort of go off the rails. Yeah, that's fine. All right, let's keep it on the rails. Let's yes, go. Okay. Keep it on the rails. Um, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition... You can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today, Keith, yes, on, the, Jason. on what, the show, what do we have to talk about today? We'll on the show? be talking about the 2018 CMA Awards. Happening this week. Happening this week. Uh, every country music star is going to be there. Even, and even some non country people like Pink and Niall Horan. Yeah, why not? Why not? Um, the Lion King cast reveal. Uh, obviously, that news came out last week, but it's too exciting to not touch upon. The Beehive is frantic right now. Buzzing. Buzz, they're say. buzzing over Beyonce. And then, of course, we got to talk about the uh, latest Billboard cover story starring Zayn. Uh, we've had this one in the works uh, for a while. He talked about touring and, and his uh, relationship with the other 1D stars. Will he ever tour? We'll find out. We'll find out soon enough. Or you can go find out now if you go read the story. Yeah, but that's stay true with too. us. Stay with us. Yeah, come on. Um, plus, in charts news, Kenny Chesney debuts at number one on the Billboard 200 with his new live album. Camila Cabello flies seven to two on the Billboard Hot 100 with Havana. Can she take it all the way to number one? Well, we'll discuss that in a little bit. And how it looks like Sam Smith could score his first number one album next week on the Billboard 200. Ooh. On top of all that, Jason. Wow. We've got an interview with Cheat Codes. The dance trio dropped by to talk about um, all sorts of stuff, including uh, their latest single with Fetty Wap. So stay tuned for that. And you'll also hear a voice you've never heard on the podcast. Our special guest correspondent, Taylor Weatherby. Ooh, Ooh. la la. Mm. Look at that. 
She's so, in New York as well, so it's a very New York-centric show. Yeah, she's actually here right now, though. Yeah, she's in Nashville for the CMA she Awards. She was avoiding you, man. Yeah, she, she, she knew said, I was fine. Oh, Keith's coming she's in. She's like, I'm going to the CMA. out of here. So uh, stick around for the uh, Cheat Codes <laughs> interview a little bit later on. A Cheat Codes interview and Taylor a little bit later on in the show. Yeah, it's a double whammy. But first, Keith, before we get started... If you, Keith, enjoy the podcast, but I also should, if you are a listener I listening should go, I should to I should go this, review it. Yeah, go review it. Leave <laughs> us a rating or review. Also, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you never miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. That's plural. All right, Keith, let's get into it. Uh, the 2018 CMAs are this week. And it, we, we were talking earlier today. There's a lot of award shows Coming up uh, next week on the show, I'm sure we'll be uh, previewing yeah. the American Music Awards. CMAs, AMAs, the EMAs are this week. Yep. Uh, it's, it's a lot. The the LMAs. Yeah. And the WWEMAs. Is that is that a thing? Uh, no. The, the Wrestling Awards? The World Wrestling I'll, I'll Entertainment it. Music Awards. Uh, <laughs> so which is the best theme? <laughs> We're going to vote this week and find out. Wow, how many how many like wrestlers like current wrestlers are you aware of? I None. Have... <laughs> I was gonna say the Undertaker is he, <laughs> he still around? Yeah, he is still around. Really? Actually. Yeah. Wow. He's still doing his thing. You know that those... John Cena's still doing his thing. He still wrestles. Yeah, professionally? I think so. I think so. You don't even know. I, you ask I'm me as if you as I'm if you're like guessing. King King Wrestling. <laughs> you know, for a long time those albums by the um, guy who did all the music, Jim Johnson. Yeah. Um, those charted really high. Like he would regularly get top ten albums from just like the the, the music you would hear on yeah. the WWE shows. Well, there you go. But we're talking about not not the WWE. This is what happens? EMAs. We're talking the about CMA Awards. So the CMA Awards are this are week, this Wednesday, November eighth, hosted as always by Brad Paisley. Carrie Underwood. They're so good at it. They're really good. They're really fun. Uh, so the performers this year, I, they always have really stacked performers. Every, got, every, if every single person in country music plays the CMAs. Basically, basically yeah. yeah. So you got Garth Brooks, Faith Hill, Eric Church, Kelsey Ballerini, Dirk Bentley, Luke Bryan, Reba, of course, Tim McGraw, Miranda Lambert. I mean... It's almost like who isn't playing. Chris Stapleton, Darius Rucker... And and yeah, like you said, Niall's going to be there. Niall, Niall, oh. Niall's going to be performing, I think, with Marin Morris uh, from oh, the, yeah, the track from the, his yeah. album. Yeah. Um, and which Pink? wait, if Pink is there, that means she's going to be with Kenny doing yeah. their duet. And I th- I don't think they've ever performed that live together. I could be wrong. I, I think you're probably right. Tell me, tell me if I'm wrong on Twitter, people. Well, and then we got to go through Entertainer of the Year: Garth, yeah. Garth Brooks, Luke Bryan, Eric Church, Chris Stapleton, Keith Urban. It's gonna be a tough. It's gonna to be a tough one. I know you're gonna to lean toward Keith Urban because of the Keith Keith connection. <laughs> the Keith Keith connection. I really like connection with a K. <laughs> I really, uh, I really like the Chris Stapleton album. I feel like Garth Brooks might win this. I don't know. Garth, I think Garth won it last year for at the fiftieth uh, CMAs. Um, the the thing about Entertainer of the Year, it's not just about the recorded music you made, but also right. you know your live shows and and you know other stuff too and i remember like blake shelton won it a couple years ago and it was when the voice was just ascending and he was becoming this huge ambassador for country music so it's not just about your live shows and the music but it's also about sort of you as an a true entertainer yeah so it'll be interesting to see how that balances out um but you know i mean garth with his shows and his tours it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to beat garth it's very true and uh we'll see if uh Maybe we'll get a special surprise performance from T-Swift. 
Ooh, you never know. She's nominated this year for a uh, uh, song of the year. For, yeah. For uh, writing uh, Little Big Town. Yeah, Better Man for Little cool. Big Town. So we'll find out. Stay tuned. Wednesday night. Wednesday night. So we're going to move on. Uh, the Lion King cast uh, for the, the live action reimagining of uh, The Lion King. How do you feel about it? Before we get into the cast, how do you even feel know how, about it? I, I, I'm, I feel fine about it. I don't know how this is actually going to... How is it going to be like a bunch of humans like acting as? No, or is yeah, it gonna... I think it's going to be like the Jungle Book where there's their voice acting. But there's no humans in... Oh, so it's just... It's a new... CGI animals thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. So it's that's what C- I would expect. CGI lions CGI. with the voices of Beyonce. And that's what the t- new title is going to be, the CGI Lion King. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> the CGI Lion. The CGI. We can't, we're not going to make um, it work. So Donald Glover was already announced to be playing Simba, but last week people lost their mind when Beyonce was confirmed to be playing Nala. Um, also, Alfrey Woodard as as um, Sir, Sir, Sarabi, Sarabi, which is awesome. John Oliver as Zazu. Um, just a cool cast. Billy Eichner as Timon. Seth Rogen as Pumbaa. Um, Eric Andre uh, is part of this cast. And then, of course, you can't have Mufasa be played by anybody else but James Earl Jones. Come on. That's Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's... So, so, summer 2019. And there is a... Uh, there, what's cool is that I, I feel like... It's been a minute since Beyonce had like a major film role. Correct me if I'm wrong. When was her last major film role? Obsessed. I'm like obsessed. Dreamgirls. Dreamgirls. Uh, Austin Powers. So there's Look, a whole retrospective th- of her filmography. I think on she would contend that that uh, Lemonade and uh, the visual album before that. It's a good point. But those are also like music videos. Yeah. She's not. There's no. There's not a whole lot of acting without music there. But the whole thing was that when she first started out as a solo artist uh, around the Dangerously in Love era, like she was also trying to break into acting. Yeah. Austin Powers and Goldmember. Yeah. Um, the, the, oh, the Fighting Temptations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fighting oh, yeah. Temptations. Um, so, again, she'll be in that in summer 2019. I'm, I'm pretty pumped for that. Did womp you womp. see uh, Beauty and the Beast? I haven't. It's pretty good. I mean, I, it's, okay. it's you know, it's not the, quite the same without uh, Mrs. Potts played by Angela Lansbury. I know, right? Well, yeah, it's Emma Thompson this time around. But, you know, I mean, that's great. I mean, Emma Thompson loves Angela Lansbury. You know, I mean, it's, it's perfect. But, you know, still haven't seen it yet. Looking forward to it, though. All right. So we got to talk about the Zane billboard cover story which came out last week so uh check out the whole story obviously pick up billboard magazine uh go to billboard.com to read the whole thing but two things that i wanted to touch upon um talking to jonathan ringan uh uh billboard correspondent zane talks about first of all it seems like he's going to tour next year which is exciting it's very exciting um because he hasn't actually toured he has not toured yet he's like, he's performed you know on like late night shows yeah very rarely though like he wasn't even doing like festival gigs or anything was no he? yeah no he's a big, incredible so, stage fright that's why he hasn't done these things well he he's talked about also in this uh, in this uh in this story he talks about how part of the reason why he didn't tour is that he didn't really know what kind of vibe to to take with the tour behind the first album because he said um and I'm quoting here, quote, like there were a ton of upbeat dance parentheses songs and I don't dance. So it would have <laughs> required a lot of extra dancers and stuff going on. And I don't necessarily want to do that, end quote. So I think that he's still trying to figure out how to tour on his own terms. But I, I, I'm really pumped for a Zane solo tour. Let's uh, do it. Uh, why, why can't he dance? He just says, I don't dance. But you're just you're limiting yourself, dude. Come on. 
Maybe we'll get him on So You Know You Can't Dance. We've seen Liam, like, bust out a few moves, even though he technically hasn't danced before. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he was on The X Factor in the UK, like, kind of moving a little bit. I can understand if you just, like... Yeah, if it's not your thing, you just, I get it. Yeah, it, the expectation for, a, like, a pop-leaning artist to just, like, dance on stage. Come go. on. Go. You. True dancers. I don't know how you would dance to a song like Pillow Talk anyway. Anyway, uh, the the other thing <laughs> very is... Very sexily. Yeah, very, very, uh, very sultry moves. <laughs> but, uh, so the other, the other thing I wanted to touch upon is he was asked about... Um, you know his relationship with the other 1D members he says he's kind of fallen out of touch with the other guys quote our relationships have definitely changed since we were in a band together but I think that's just life everybody grows up two of the guys have got kids now but no I don't talk to any of them really you know what and and there were some little you know like like tear emojis going on when this when this was shared Uh, yeah but here's the thing. I get it, man. You know, you it's almost like you go to high school. You're not going to stay in touch with everybody from high school. Maybe you reconnect at a reunion or uh, on Facebook or something. Right. Maybe he's on Facebook like liking Harry Styles' number one album debut or something like that. But, you know, you know it's, 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 the, it's okay. It, it is the never-ending discussion that passionate fans have when they talk about their favorite boy bands, girl groups, whatever. When you know when Camila leaves Fifth Harmony, when Girls Aloud, yeah, uh, I knew they were coming up, fell apart. The Spice Girls when Jerry left, yeah. Um, what you know? Just how often does Justin still talk to Joey and Lance? Yeah, exactly. And because you have this vision that they're like best friends, like yeah. BFFs forever, and yeah. like you know, I think part of that is muddied by the fact that when they're brought to us and introduced to us and marketed to us as fans, they are brought to us as like this unit and we're besties and we're good friends and we're like brothers and we're sisters. And then when one of those goes away, you're like, what? Wait, do you still talk? Wait, what do you mean you don't? And like, you feel like, have I been just sold this lie? It's like, well, no, at the time when 1D was together, they were, they, they were in it. And just like anything else, like I don't talk to some of my coworkers from years ago, but when they were here, like Like we were all like tight. Like me. Like, shut up. Um, (laughs) But like, I don't get, I don't get distraught over the fact that like girls allowed are not like, you know, best friends anymore. I look, I I remember them for all the great music they gave us. I don't look to them for like, you know, skills and friendship. Like it it was a working relationship. Yeah. And, And that's the thing is that sometimes it just, people move in different, different directions. No pun intended. Uh, but you never know. Maybe, maybe someday down the line. I mean, obviously, going back to In Sync, um, Justin wanted to do his own solo thing af- after after that third album. So did JC. Like they wanted to take time to themselves. Eventually, they got back together for a one-off performance at the VMAs that one year. And obviously, they're still on like good terms. It doesn't seem like Zayn is on bad terms with anybody. So it's just not on like particularly friendly terms yeah I Whereas, get but, it. but we know all five of the guys in NSYNC have a group text and they all like you know talk to one another like, is that true I didn't know that I'm pretty sure that like around that's the cool. around the VMAs reunion that's what they talked about they said that they've they've always had sort of I'm not quoting someone I'm paraphrasing but it seemed to indicate that they had a group chat that they always keep up and yeah. like they talk to each other about stuff so well there you go yeah check out the bill uh the billboard cover story on Zane again on billboard.com also on Billboard magazine. So uh, let's run the Billboard chart numbers and do the chart chats. Here are three of the biggest headlines on the charts. Number one, Kenny Chesney is back on top of the Billboard 200 with his new live album. Number two, on the Hot 100, Camila Cabello flies 7-2 to two with Havana 
featuring Young Thug. And number three, Sam Smith is on course for his first number one album on the Billboard 200. Alrighty, let's break down each of these individually. First up, Country King Kenny Chesney collects his eighth number one on the Billboard 200 with his new live album, Live in No Shoes Nation. I wonder what No Shoes Nation. It just that's means like thing. just like flip flops, or like yeah, you're well, barefoot that, on the beach. That's like his fan army, if if you want to call it that. Like he's always like repping for No Shoes Nation. He is like he is the. Uh, he, he has long been the Jimmy Buffett equivalent in country music. Um, well, the album starts atop the list with 219,000 equivalent album units earned in the week ending November 2nd, according to Nielsen Music, of course. I know that some 217,000 were in traditional album sales. By the way, the bulk of that is actually in ticket bundle sales or ticket bundle redemption sales. I don't have, you know, normally I have that. Folks. We haven't, we've never talked about this ticket bundle thing on the shut podcast up. before. This, this entire podcast is Keith just saying, <laughs> shut up. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, like a hundred and probably like 80 something, maybe more. A lot, a lot of it. A lot of it are redemptions from this ticket bundle offer. Um, Interestingly, this is the first live album to be number one since the Hope for Haiti Now charity compilation live album from, of course, the TV special turned into a live album, and that was back in 2010. Um, so pretty exciting for Kenny. It's his eighth number one. and Yeah, can we just take a second to reflect on how incredible... Kenny is eight, incredible. Eight number one albums, man. Eight number one. He has the second most number ones among country acts, and he still, he still had the... He, he already had the second most. Yeah. But... Um, the only country act with more number ones is... I would assume Garth. It's Garth Brooks with uh, nine. Oh, so Kenny's catching up. He's ke- Kenny is ke- catching up. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, you just think about how hard it is to get a number one album. We obviously, Pink, last month, got her only her second number one album with uh, Beautiful Trauma. Shows you just how freaking big Kenny Chesney is. Yeah, exactly. So congrats to Kenny. And Garth. And the rest of No Shoes Nation. Congrats to you. Yes, you were, they were out there in force, redeeming that offer. Um, over on the Hot 100, while Post Malone is number one for a fourth week with Rockstar, Camila uh, jumps seven to two with Havana. Uh, the surge is owed to the song's music video, which we talked about last week, but... Yep. The video dropped on October 24th, so it partially impacted last week's chart when it jumped 20 to 7, but the bulk of the impact actually came in this week's chart where it rallies 7 to 2. Can she go to number 1? That's a question for you, man. Do you think she will? Rockstar, not, yeah, rock in the immediate future. Yeah, Rockstar seems like it's 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 doing its thing for a little bit. Yeah, and Rockstar is doing its thing without an official music video. Yeah. It doesn't have and but I think one is in the can and I think they're probably just waiting to drop bum, it bum, bum. and block people from number 1. So yeah. unless uh unless Camila I don't know does something crazy, it looks like she might stop at number 2. Well, you never know. You never know. You never know. Um and uh lastly Sam Smith is aiming for number one on next week's Billboard 200 Albums chart, according to industry forecaster Sam Smith, who was on the back of yeah. this week's issue. Um, looking the very, thrill of it all. Yeah, he looks thrilled. Um, uh, his, the thrill of it all uh, could bow atop the list with a little over 200,000 equivalent album units earned in the weekending November 9th. His first album, you might be wondering, topped out at number two. Uh, in the week that it debuted on the chart. It never actually went to number one. Do you remember what debuted at number one ahead of it? N- uh, you know, it was something... 
I feel like it was two things that debuted the same week. Wait, you seem to know this. I do know this. Well, who is it? We talked about this on the Pop Shop podcast oh. in 2014, my man. So it was Mace? Mace. No. What? Mace. <laughs> in 2014? No, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm, refer- I'm referencing some other, what did Mace, anyway, whatever. So who was it, Jason? Uh, it was Lana Del Rey <gasps> with Ultraviolence. Oh, that's right. June 2014. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they they both had really big debuts. They did, they um, did, and we talked about how um, it seemed like Sam Smith, even though he he started with less, was going to persist a little bit more because "Stay with Me" was catching on at radio. Lana Del Rey did not have a radio single from that album. Um, right? Not, she had a radio single, but it wasn't a, doing a, what "Stay with Me" was doing. Exactly. Now. So, and lo and behold. Uh, in the Lonely Hour was a huge success for mm. Sam Smith. Stuck around a little bit longer in terms of the higher rankings of the chart than yeah. Lana did. Exactly. But, um, wow, yeah. How about that, man? You're a, dropping some chart stats. You're a Lana super fan. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I guess. That's a qualified yes. Is is this Sam Smith? Uh, are, we, are, are we talking ticket bundle here? There is a ticket bundle involved. Oh, boy. But then again, so does uh, Maroon 5, which is probably going to be number two on the chart. Okay. Maroon 5 is going to do, I think, a little over 100,000 okay. total. Cool. Um, so I think what's happening is that, yeah, I mean, Sam has a ticket bundle, but I think what's driving it is that he still has a lot of uh, traditional retail sales helping him from a lot of people that just loved him from the first album. And they are still album buyers. And I think he has an older demographic buying his album. So that's certainly helping him. You know, what's funny about that Maroon five album is that red uh, pill blues is what the album is called. Red pill blues. Um, don't want to know featuring Kendrick Lamar is on the, like the next to last song on that. I, that song feels so long ago. It came out like like a year ago, over a year, over a year ago. Easily. Yeah. yeah. So I think this album, I feel like this album was supposed to come out like last Christmas. Yeah. But they just sort of held onto it and sort of finished it. Now they, now they're here. Just the time yeah. for this Christmas. Well, um, other albums heading for a, de- a high debut. Uh, Maroon 5, obviously, with Red Pill Blues. Uh, Blake Shelton's Texoma Shore. Shore, yeah. Texoma. Must yeah. be a place in Texas, I guess. I don't know. Tweet us. And uh, Kid Rock's Sweet Southern Sugar. And uh, Kelsey Ballerini's Unapologetically. Yeah. Yeah. Kid Rock, who's not running for Senate. No. No. Kelsey Ballerini, Best New Artist nominee. After Sam Smith won a couple years ago. Oh, the Grammy Awards? Yeah, the, uh, the Grammy oh, Awards, yeah. Wow. And now, it's time for our interview with Cheat Codes. Yeah! <laughs> In our chat, the guys talk about their new single, Feels Great, with Fetty Wap and Cubs. And uh, they compare what it's like working with Demi Lovato, uh, who was on their breakthrough Top 40 Hot 100 hit, No Promises, and Fetty. And how Fetty actually gave them way more than they expected for his part on Feels Great. Uh, they also talk about how they've gone from always writing in the studio to always touring and how they're trying to find that right balance as they move forward into 2018. Plus, the group talks about why they throw cash into the audience at their shows instead of spending money on lasers. Same. Yeah. I mean, whenever hard, I play a show, hard same. I throw out just wads of dollar dollar bills. And after I've convinced you to stop spending your money on lasers. Right, exactly. Uh, so here is our chat with cheat codes. Welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. This is Taylor Weatherby, and I'm sitting here with Cheat Codes. What up? What up? Doing great. How are you doing? Good. 
Feels great to be sitting with oh, you guys. Oh, that's Ooh, great, mother. That. That's, a, that's a pun. Okay, yeah. I like it. So, what have you guys been up to? It's been a, it's been a couple uh, great weeks for you guys since you released "Feels Great," yeah, and yeah. been a couple big months with no promises. So, how have things been going? It's been awesome. It's been mm-hmm. uh, definitely the craziest we've ever you know experienced. The last few months have been wild, but um, you know, promises uh, was really exciting for us. I mean, that was like a big step for us to be able to release a song with somebody like Demi Lovato, such a you know superstar. And then the last couple of weeks have been crazy. We've been, we've been playing shows, and then uh, we've been waiting to release a song with Fetty Wap, and it finally is out now, Fetty so it's dope. Yeah. Well, and last time, because I talked to you guys when you guys were on the Hot 100 initially, which was like number 77, I think, yeah. and now you're at number 43, and you just peaked at 38 like a couple weeks ago, Woo! so just, just blowing up. So yeah. do you guys feel like things just keep getting bigger and bigger with it, or because I know it's been out for a while now, so how have things been kind of changing for you guys since it's been blowing up? Yeah, this is Matt speaking. I mean, I think the main thing is just us hearing it personally, mm-hmm. like everywhere we go, because we're always traveling. We're always playing everywhere um, overseas or playing here in America. I mean, like we just played a show and just out to eat and it's playing while we're eating. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's playing on the radio in L.A. Like, so that's I think that's the craziest yeah. thing um, to actually hear it, because like you can look at the charts, but it's kind of disconnected if. If you're not actually yeah, yeah. witnessing it yourself, totally. Right. Yeah, yeah. This is Trevor, um, and uh, I'm from Portland, and uh, it actually hit number two, like in Portland, at the main radio station nice. there. So that was like crazy for me. You know, everyone from my hometown, and my family, and my friends were like, "Whoa, bro! Like, I hear it like all the time. Like, <laughs> whenever everywhere. I get in the car, like, like it won't shut. It up. won't. Yeah. <laughs> and I went home the other day, and yeah, like kept blending like our song and Maroon 5's new song together. No it was, like, way. It, looked, it sounds crazy, but it, it was That's cool. Sick. I kept is hearing myself cool talking. Collab? Like the, the two, a mashup? A little, cool yeah, it sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Now, now he's just a legend forever in his town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Portland. <laughs> is there a weird place you guys have heard it? Um, We've heard it like, heard of, like in, overseas. Overseas like, a bunch, spots, yeah. So. Like random Ubers like in some random country. Like, whoa. There it the is. first time we heard on the radio, I think, was in New York. Baltimore. Right? Oh, Baltimore. Baltimore. Sorry. It's always funny when it comes on in an Uber and you like. It's like, like oh, oh, dude, you, no you, way. You're like, you know the song? The Uber driver? Like, yeah, yeah, of course I know the song. You're like, oh, cool. You're not like, this is us? You're just we, like, we've told him before. What do you think of this song? Sometimes. Sometimes. It gets kind of weird totally when you tell him. Crap on it. Yeah. And you're it gets like, kind of oh, funny. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is us. And they're like, oh, really? Can can we like stop and take pictures? Yeah, they get pictures. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. Oh, no. I shouldn't say anything. But yeah. no, like, strange places, like, I don't know, while you're, like, standing in line for, like, a checkout at the grocery store or something. I don't know. Oh, no, you know what? I heard it playing on the news, the L- K- KTLA news. Randomly. Yeah, it was, like, the traffic, like, okay, we're going to turn to traffic. Yeah, it's, like, no promises. <laughs> no promises that was, like, about the traffic. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we work out at LA Fitness, or at least yeah. he used to, but they play the music video, like, on, like, a loop, loop. like, every single day at the gym. So I'm always just like, yeah, you know, like lifting the <laughs> weights, like doing some curls. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm doing the bottle. That's awesome. Well, do you feel like the song has kind of opened doors for you guys? Because I know that you guys had tons of big songs. Like when we talked last, you said they were really big overseas. And obviously with the Spotify numbers, like you guys are clearly getting hits on these songs, whether they have Demi Lovato on them or not. And so do you feel like taking this, this song has taken things to a different level for you? Totally. I would say especially in America. I think yeah. that, like, America's, like, the hardest market to crack, you know, and um, that this song's been a huge orbiter for us. Yeah. I think it's, the radio. Yeah. I think it's opening doors for us as far as, like, TV looks and, you know, getting in more with the radio as well and just, you know, meeting different radio personalities and getting to, like, vibe with them on a personal level, too, because, you know, we love that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, the radio shows that we've been doing 
recently as well. It really it's fun. a lot of fun. Because those are cool because it's so many different artists really in one place. Yeah. We did like the iHeartRadio uh, in Vegas. Yeah. And it was it was sick because there's like Louis Tomlinson there, like B.B. Rexa, yeah, French Montana, like so many different types of artists there. Well, I actually saw you at that show. Okay, yeah. And you guys mm. threw money into the crowd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to hear a little bit about the whole money thrown into the crowd. I saw your what is the show you guys have on YouTube? Too too easy. Too easy. Yeah. Too easy. Yeah. yeah. And you guys blasted ten thousand dollars worth of money through yeah guns, that so was like this is matt speaking that was the first show we did it and really what happened was we were like oh like this is gonna be a big festival for us we know there's gonna be a lot of people we want to go all out we hit up the production guys we we're like how much for like pyro how much for lasers and literally for lasers it was gonna be like ten thousand dollars yeah. we were like lasers what be like Why? seven or ten grand we're like well then let's just, just throw, throw it out. into the crowd then. <laughs> i was like that doesn't i mean lasers are cool but i'd probably get more hype if somebody's like spraying money at me yeah. so that's yeah. kind of how the idea came about we did that first show it was it was lit like people went insane for it and it we were a little money. worried we we're really worried because and our team was kind of worried too they were like what if it starts like a riot or like what right. if people like hurt each other over it so that was like we were like let's see what happens and nobody got hurt. It's like because it's it like it's just now. dollars. You it's know? just dollar bills, you know. So it's like, it's like cool people aren't going to fight each other over it's it. Not but, like it's hundreds, but it's still no. like yeah. fun, yeah. you know. You see people like passing it around. Like people are people are cool about it. So it's oh, nice. Fun. So it's like more like a camaraderie thing than yeah, a yeah. Exactly. I mean, you yeah. see like yeah. some of it got like fall in the barricades in between the, the stage and the crowd, and you see the security picking it up and yeah, handing it to the crowd. So it's all fun. No security or stuff. No, not yet. They do call them out. But now you're, is that like a thing you're going to continue throughout? Yeah, we do every show. We do every single show. We haven't stopped since, since that show. So how much do you think you've given out? Oh. It's probably, probably like not over, 10 grand Probably show, over like 60 grand, 70 Spoilers grand. Like no way. It's like 1,500, 2,000 every show. That's insane. Probably like 60, 70 shows. Since and I mean, it sounds like a lot, but like every time you go into these shows, usually we're paying, or us and every other DJ that goes into these shows is paying for the same amount for, for like production that you don't normally think about. You know right. what I mean? So we're just yeah, you're like back looking at the lasers, and creating or... moments. You know, like that we think it's more fun to yeah have people like you know freak out and have fun and have something to take home. Something so. yeah. more unique. A nice little souvenir for exactly. yeah. yeah. <laughs> people come up to us and like ask for like autographs on the on the dollars. Uh, I think it's illegal, bills, but yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, so as long funny. as they don't spend it, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's awesome. You guys have, like, turned it into, like, a staple. And maybe, like, instead of lasers at all, you're going to always just have money and exactly. stuff. That's maybe, yeah. awesome. maybe eventually we'll have both, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk day. about Feels Great, because that's the next thing. Yeah. I know you guys have had a couple songs in between, but this mm. is obviously a very big song for you guys with Fetty Wap and Cubs on it. Totally. So kind of tell me about how, like, what was inspiring that, what the, the lyrics, and what made you guys want both people on the track, you know, not just yeah, one artist. Um, I was going to say, one of the cool things about a lot of the music that we make is that we, we, we create it with friends that we've known for a long time. Yeah. And uh, Cubs is actually a dude that we've known for years. And uh, um, so he had this idea, and we, we heard it, and we were like, oh, man, we would love to work on it with you. And so we worked on it with him and our friend Taylor. And, uh, yeah, it's one of those things. We've, we've been working on it for a while, and we just made a lot of different versions trying to make it right. And uh, we always kind of thought it would be awesome to have Fetty on the song. And, uh, yeah, and Cubs was actually, this is Matt speaking, the first person I ever produced for in L.A. like six six years ago. And then like years later, he, he's like a dope writer and like making all these, these dope songs. And we kind of started working the song and we're like, you sound a lot like Fetty on this. Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like we, Wait, we Trevor's need, vocals? No, no like, like when okay. we were started working on the song, we were like, we need to get Fetty on the song. Like it would just be like a perfect fit. Um, and then Fetty, it ended up working out really yeah, very well. So you just like hit him up, and he's like, "Yeah, totally, no oh, yeah. big deal." Well, he's sure. on the same label as us. Yeah, when we signed to Three Hundred, that always like in the, in the back of our minds, we we're like, "Oh, it'd be really cool to do a song with Fetty." Yeah. Um, 
And after the Demi song, like you said, it kind of opened more doors for us, and we were able to make that happen. So yeah. That's awesome. Well, what is he like in the studio? I was wondering if he actually laughs like that, first of all, because that's, <laughs> that's a pretty amazing laugh well, to witness in person. <laughs> With Fetty, actually, that he did that in Atlanta, I believe, and did the vocals and sent them over. So it was one of those things where, you know, via the internet, we are able to make a really cool song, but... Um, we met him in person. We played shows with him before, oh, and he's a, he's an awesome guy, really really nice and, and giving and yeah, yeah, super chill, humble dude. So did he bring anything to the track, or did you guys kind of like say this is he what did we have? he totally did. What did he kind of bring? Well, he brought the whole lyrical concept of like prom be, and like being in school and just skipping class, class with like he wrote that whole second verse. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, cool, so, uh, yeah, yeah. which is cool because that was like a different perspective um, in the song. But I think it originally it, we had a different verse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what was kind of your take on it prior to him voicing any opinion with it? I mean, it was it was a similar melody and, and the rhythm to the first verse, so it kind of kept that same vibe. But he he came in and kind of switched it up, which was really cool. You know, we weren't expecting it, but it's awesome. Yeah. Well, and like, did you guys have the idea to sing about feeling great because of everything that was happening in your career, or what kind of inspired it from the get go, like lyrically? Yeah, I think the idea is that you're as young as you feel. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it's kind of like that flip of, do you remember how it feels to be young? Yeah, I remember because I'm young right now. It feels <laughs> great, brother. Like, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So that's kind of like the whole idea of the song. Like, you know, and we think dance music is kind of an outlet for that. Like, people want to go to these dance festivals or just music festivals in general, and they want to, like, feel connected. Yeah. Which I think that's a big part of feeling young. When you're young, you feel like, so much more connected, when, whether in, like, you're in high school and, like, you know everybody in your high school or whether you're, like, doing whatever – um, then as you get older, you, you for some reason, you're just like, no, I just hang out with my, my wife. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's just the state of mind. You know, you got to – I just think that feeling of connection is, like, the most important thing. So how do you guys feel like things have kind of changed from, like, the start of this year to now? Like, what are you – what's kind of the headspace you're in as cheat codes going forward? Like, just knowing what's happening and – Well, I feel like it's been a lot of, like, Growing. getting getting used to – the life of like what we're doing as far as yeah. the the touring and the making music because when we first started we were only making music there was we weren't playing any shows obviously so the whole like process um and routine and schedule was like very simple so now it's like we ha- we had to like re you know get more organized kind of yeah. to like figure out what are the next steps and i feel like now we're at that point where we kind of have the the right vision and the right headspace of organization and where we want to go that we're going to be able to like crush it totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it kind of you know I mean? it kind of went from us like always writing and in the studio to like us always touring and now we're kind of kind of trying to figure Very out that nice balance, balance and, yeah. and kind of set it up nicely for 2018 where we can you know play a lot of shows but also make a lot of new music that we're excited about. Yeah, well, I know that last time we talked, you were mentioning that you wanted to do like a song a month kind of pattern. And I know that's not super easily done, mm-hmm. and I feel like I've talked to other artists that say that, and they don't necessarily do it, but you guys have pretty much kept up. I mean, one every other month, at least. Yeah, and we've, we've released a lot of music, and we want to continue to do that. We yeah. just want to like be more strategic on how we're doing it and take the next few months to kind of really think about you know doing an album and how we want to space that out, and do we want to break it up into multiple you know sections or whatever, and we want to mm-hmm. release more dance music. So there's a lot of stuff we want to do. We just want to... like kind of take a couple months to kind of figure it out and be organized and do it in the right way. Yeah, because we definitely think with, like, streaming and and everything like that, like, music is being consumed way faster. Um, But with No Promises, it's kind of like our first uh, song that was on American radio, which is, like, way different than any other country. Like, like we're still... It's a machine, it's still It's still being played on the radio, but the song was, like, put out, like, four or five months ago. But, you know, in every other country, they're, like, 
done playing Already on, like, they're the done playing two, no yeah. promises like they're on to the next one you know right. it's like way quicker so um it's like having that strategy of like okay we want to make sure we're still you know putting the songs like in the right place i guess for them for, sure. for them to maximize like what they're doing um but at the end of the day like we care the most about the fans but you know you want you want the fans to hear it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and you guys got your dream with Fetty coming on the track. Yeah. So do you have another dream collaborator. That Ooh, you we gotta make mind? more goals now. I you want guys. Drake. Yeah. I want Drake. Drake, Real that'd bad. be amazing. I cry be for life. I want Paul McCartney. I don't know how that would work, oh, but man. I don't know logis- logistics behind that. But we'll figure it out. I mean, I feel like four or five seconds was kind of like a kind of. But like we, we, I want him singing on it, man. Yeah, that's yeah, sick. for sure. Gotta, like really do singing, you know. Paul and Drake. Makes up like a movie right that there. Be, that's a movie right there. <laughs> that's like an Academy Award winning movie. The ballad yeah. with Drake rapping the ah. bridge. Oh, <laughs> done deal. Done. good. Matt, what about you? Do you have anybody in mind? Um, I think it'd be sick to get like Ellen John. Yeah. We're going to keep saying those three in every interview probably yeah. for the next every like, five years. Every single one. Until they hit us up. one will happen. Yeah, and then yeah. credit billboard. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Let me get totally. the other two. So. <laughs> yeah. One at a time. Well, and as collaborators, I know that you didn't necessarily work with Fetty and Demi in the studio, but... Can you kind of compare what they're like as collaborators? Because there's like a pop and then a rap. So then you guys are talking about these legendary kind of rock pop artists and then a yeah. rapper. So like, what do you think like a pop artist like Demi and a rap artist like Fetty kind of bring to your music and how are they as collaborators? Yeah, that's a, that's a layered question. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, that's good. <laughs> I, good I, was question. The, I was in the studio with Demi and that was a really cool experience just because uh, we were only there for a few hours because she, but that in itself was like an experience because she's just very professional. She's like going there to like get the job done and do a great job at it and like she's very picky and very perfectionist. Like she would hear one little thing wrong with the vocal and be like, oh, you have to do it again. I have to fix it. So um, that was really interesting. I've never been in like a studio with somebody that's like obviously been doing it since she was like a little kid, you know, so... Um, that was cool, and I'm interested to see what, what it would be like with Fetty. Yeah, but we kind of had this conversation with our good friend Lil Aaron, who's like a, another writer that we're friends with. Um, I feel like if you're like a female pop artist or just pop in general, it's like you want to be presented the song like as close to being finished as possible, mm-hmm. almost like for you to like for if you're Demi, like for you to even waste your time on it. You know, she is so busy. But like for urban music, it's almost like you have to leave it bare. Otherwise, they're like not going to be cut. interested. Because they're like, yeah, like well, like, because with Fetty, we, we originally writers. were like, we we're like, oh, just like sing the hook. That's what we were thinking. And then he comes back with a whole verse that he wrote because he was probably thinking like, well, where's where's the empty track for me to rap right, on? Right, where's the yeah. collab? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. like, I just bro. think it's a different, like, my, but it's That's cool. super interesting, though. Yeah. I mean, totally. it's probably something that you don't realize until you're doing it. Because he, he literally artist. sent this back the second verse, and we had no idea that's what he was going to do. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, cool. This is. This and is you're dope. like, this yeah. is better than what we wrote. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, what else can you guys hint about what's coming? Because, I mean, you just put out a track two weeks ago, but like mm-hmm. you guys have touched on, fans are always wanting more, and radio stations totally. are like, all right, we've got we've played this for a month. Now we're over this. So, what what's kind of coming next? Um, we definitely want to release some more dance tracks over the next few months. Um, just some stuff that we haven't really done too much of. We want to release some stuff that's more just focused around, you know, club music and whatever else. Um, but also, um, there is another collaboration we've worked on with a female artist. Can't say who it is. Um, that we are really excited about. Um, it's a little more of a ballad, but I think it's still really awesome. And, uh, we're also working on a few songs where we are singing back. I mean, you know, we, we sing a lot of our songs, but, uh, um, we're going to kind of go back to that and sing some more ones, so... See how that goes. Cool. Yeah, we want to. That's kind of like the whole idea behind our project in the very beginning was we all kind of have ADD, so we want to be able to switch it up as yeah. much as possible. Whether it's yeah. like 
Maybe this song, it. I'll sing it. Yeah. Maybe this song, oh, we'll just get Fetty Wap on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. We can count of the possibilities are endless as long as it fits into like the mold of how we do it live. Yeah. Which our, our live show is very eclectic. Like we're literally playing, you know, Earth, Wind and Fire with like a dubstep drop with like a pop, like modern, like post Malone hook. You know what I mean? Like we're mixing like everything and somehow it still fits into like an energetic set. So. Yeah that's kind of how we approach like our original music like we wanted to like somehow still fit together but you're never going to be able to guess what the next song is going to sound like right it's kind of the idea of it that's cool and you're not going to be able to guess yeah, I good luck. Luck. never yeah, know good what luck. to expect with cheat good codes luck. Yeah. No, no, no. always switching it up well that's awesome we'll leave it at that thank you guys so much for stopping thank by the so Pop Shop Podcast us. thank you Appreciate so much Thanks again to Cheat Codes for stopping by the office, and also a special shout out to Taylor for repping the pop shop. Yeah, thanks, Taylor. Yay. Taylor's the best. Taylor. And now it's time again for the chart stat of the week. Oh, wow. This like week. That. This week in 1981, Jason? Yep. I was not born. Uh, you weren't. So that's six, six years ago. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, uh, <laughs> this week in 1981, six years before Jason was born, Daryl Hall and John Oates. Yeah, here we go. the Hot 100 with private eyes. They're watching you. Uh, it was the act's third of six number one hits. Their other leaders... Six number one hits? They've had six number ones. I had no idea. Well, I'll tell you what they are. Yeah, tell me. They hit number one with Rich Girl. Yep. Kiss on My List. Yep. I can't go for that. No can do. Yeah. Man eater. Yeah. And course. out of touch. Yeah. And then obviously private eyes. Yeah. So six number ones. Did you know? Then you really won't know this. Okay. Jason Hollow Notes charted more top ten hits and more top forty hits than any other duo in Hot 100 history. Really? They've had sixteen top tens and a whopping twenty nine top forty hits. 29. Wow, that's crazy. Do you have a favorite Hollow Notes song? Uh, Rich Girl's up there. Man, probably Maneater, though. That's. Dun, 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 I, I like Hollow Notes and Nelly Furtado. Dun, dun, dun. Great Maneaters. Those are two really great Maneater songs. I think Maneater got a. Uh, Maneater by Nelly Furtado should have been a bigger hit. I 100% agree with you. Such a good man. song. But yeah. now we've just digressed into a Nelly Furtado. But this is about Hollow Notes. Yeah. Hollow Notes. And Unstoppable in the 80s, by the way. Probably had more hits in the 80s than most other acts. But now I'm going to fall into a rabbit hole and I should stop because Jason's winking Keep going. at me. He's like, Keep no, going. We gotta stop. We gotta stop. Keep going. So there you have it. Back in 1981, Hall and Oates topped the Hot 100 this week with Private Eyes. All right, Jason. This has been exciting having you in the room. This is yeah. a much longer podcast than normal because of that. <laughs> really? I don't know. I'm not probably. watching the time. Um, this was a good one. Yeah. This was a good one. I think so. Talked about country music. Talked about The Lion King. Talked about the, We talked about Beyonce. Can't do a podcast without Beyonce. Yeah. Um, what song should we go out on? Something from the original Lion King? I Just Can't Wait to oh. Be King. <laughs> Something um, from the Goofy movie, one of your favorite Disney oh, films. Oh, yeah. So before the taping, Keith and I were talking about favorite Disney films, like Disney uh, animated films. Right. My, my favorite Disney film is a Goofy movie. Which counts. Have you, so you've never seen it? No. You've never seen a Goofy movie, but you're a big Disney guy. I am, but I haven't seen that one. 
So basically, like, and like, basically, the music is just awesome in that movie. Is it like any pop songs? Like, no, it's it's um, like Goral. Uh, like, is like man, goofy, I'm, like singing stuff. No, well, some songs, yeah. Um, I'm I'm blanking on the name of of the the main artist. Ah, oh, this is gonna this is gonna kill me. I'm blanking on the na- the n- name of the main artist who was a popular recording artist who Carter Browell, Don no. Davis, uh, we're, we Tevin Campbell, Tevin Campbell, yeah. Stand out is that the yeah. name of the song? Yeah, so let's go out on Stand Out. Cool. Well, see you guys next time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.